For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. And we welcome you in here to the King's Cast on the Hoopball Podcast Network in here live on YouTube and Twitch and Periscope as well for the ESPN 1320 accounts. I'm Damian Barling along with your host, Jill Adge. And Jill, what an eventful day it has been. What a frustrating day it has been. What a frustrating, just frustrating. 14 years. It's just (laughs) frustrating, dude. Like... Like Kenny and I were about to come to blows earlier today on the radio just because we're so <laughs> agitated. He's pissed off at the roster. I'm angry at the coaching staff, and it's like, man, they you 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 have a you have a a a a, a game that was a mirror image of the first two times that that Charlotte and Sacramento played. And I know we we've we've been away for a little bit, and that's my fault. My my schedule's gotten a little bit busy and. Jill celebrated a birthday, by the way. So happy belated birthday Thank to Jill. You. Just turned 21 years old. We are thrilled for her. And um Yeah, Kings didn't Kings ain't doing nothing to to, to celebrate your birthday here. Kings Kings ain't ain't, ain't doing no. nothing to, to help that, us out. I said it was they gave me a present by not playing on my birthday because I think the last time they won on my birthday was like 2012. So it was oh like gosh, I didn't have dude. to like go through a birthday loss. Dude. And last year, my dad and I were going to go. Um, I, they were either playing right on it or the day before. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was actually the last home game. And I was like, and that was when everything was kind of starting. And I was like, dad, it's not worth us going and you going to go see a lot. <laughs> like it's not worth it. Like we're not doing this. No, we're not doing this. No. And, but so and, they gave me a present by not playing. So, well, that's good. So uh, thank you to the Kings for that. Let's, let's dive into this because we decided to, we wanted to go live again. We're uh, for those of you who are listening to the audio portion. If you ever want to see the video portion, subscribe to the ESPN 1320 YouTube channel. If you're into Twitch, uh, search ESPN 1320. We're there on twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320. But we, we decided to go live because we knew a lot of people would want to jump in and they have their remarks. And my man Melvin jumped in here. And this is the first thing I thought about because in, in addition to, you, you know, the loss, there was an injury. There, there was basically injury to insult in that, you know, Marvin Bagley, you, you know, breaks essentially the ring, his ring finger. And... We know he's going to miss some time. We don't know how much yet. Uh, you know, we did a little bit of research and saw. I think you said, I, I like, I found that there had been four other guys this has happened to. They're all yeah, big. And that's my thing is all the injuries he's had, they've been fluke, but they've been common big man injuries. Like mm-hmm. these guys, I look at it as they're in scrums, right, throughout the whole game. Like if you're playing rugby or something else. Which is why you see the hand, the foot, uh, because of where they land, um, the shoulders, because they're constantly getting hit and bumped. Those are the common injuries you see in in big men. And the fact that this year, right, four or five guys have had the same exact injury. All big men, like yeah. it's it sucks, but so, some guys just have bad luck that way. I was talking to. Um, Trevor earlier and he was bringing up the Giants and Brandon Belt like he's the guy where last year he had like COVID mono and something else but like through his his career it's he's the guy that's coming back from mono and then his first at bat he gets hit by a pitch in the hand like that's just yeah that guy's luck right like some guys just have horrible luck that way and that unfortunately seems to be what Marvin's going through I mean and it's it sucks for him it sucks for fans like but the it's not like the guy's not putting in the effort. And that's one of the things is, I mean, we've seen big men come in here and be healthy and not putting in the effort. This kid is putting in the work and the effort and playing hard. And unfortunately, as bigs do, which is why a lot of people don't invest a lot of money and big draft picks in big men is for this reason. Sadly, it's it's a wing, you know, a, a wing 
and guard kind of dominated game right now. And when you have such high, yes, high hopes, but a lot of, you know, what people see the future, you know what I mean, of the Kings and what they've invested in this. Um, that's a lot on a big man that big men are injured in this yeah, game. Like and, that's, and it, I mean, it's, it's, and you're seeing DeMarcus now, like he was healthy for a long time. And then all of a sudden, like after he had one, it's been one thing after another, right? Like it's Clint Capella is consistently out with different foot injuries. Like mm-hmm. it's, I mean, Willie had his times where, he even said that he stopped going as hard on the rim after he had fluke, you know, hand injuries, um, constantly battling, you know, around around the rim area. It's just, it's one of those unfortunate things, but I, I don't, he, there's nothing he could have done different, right? That would have yeah. prevented anything. Um, and that's the, that's it, the thing where people, you know, get into the, to the injury prone thing or they get, oh, he's Sam Bowie. Like we got that a ton today on ESPN 1320. And it's like, well, no. Like the to, to me, these are these feel different, and I know that they're frustrating. And I'm not trying to minimize anybody who's frustrated right. with the situation with Marvin Bagley. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say no one is more frustrated than Marvin Bagley himself. But these don't feel like this. Doesn't feel like. Remember when Derrick Rose came back from the first ACL? It just it was just a sea of things that went wrong after that. That doesn't this this doesn't feel like that to me. Like this is, and it's again, been a he, different, a different piece of his, right? Like a different piece each time, and all like someone mentioned in here too, like it was on a screen and a block attempt. Like I, what I mean, and and you go back to the one against Phoenix, like it, it was basically the same injury, right? Like what was it a fracture? Wasn't it a fracture? It in was. His hand? I think it was Aiton like swiping down, right. or he hit, or did something. I mean, what are you gonna do when a guy swipes at you, like? I mean, yeah. And, and and to me, that doesn't feel the same as like soft tissue damage. That doesn't feel the same. They're not as like non-contact re- injuries, right? right? Like you'd mentioned, they're impact injuries of other people hitting this guy. Like it's right. not, he took a, a bad step or he, you know, it's yes. And, it, it, and again, I understand that doesn't make it any more right. easy to digest. Like it's still frustrating. But what we know is we, again, we don't know specifically how long Marvin is going to be out. We, we, we may find out tomorrow. Uh, the, the the press release was pretty clear that well you know they're they're going to do some more uh, examining and we should have a timetable in the next couple of days. Of course, there was no media availability today for the Sacramento Kings. The Kings will play again uh, tomorrow against the Washington Wizards, the two worst defensive teams in the entire league. Uh, barely, like they're they're neck and neck here for that running in terms of who's going to get that honor. But who's going to start now? And I'm looking. You know, one of the first comments we got in here when we went live, my man Melvin, Haw- Melvin Hawkins says, it, it, it's, it's, it's time for Tyrese to shine. And I was like, yeah, okay. You know, and then I look at the very next comment, and it's from Sean who says, and this became a, this became a, almost a head-shaking thing today where it's like, you know what, watch Corey Joseph be the starter and, and not Tyrese Halliburton. So it, the, the Kings are just, the, they're, they're lacking big men. You know, Nemin, no, I don't think anybody thinks Nemanja Bjelica is going to be on the roster a week from Friday. Even if he's not traded, I don't think he's going to be on the roster a week from Friday. I don't see how they. I'm curious if if he's going to. In a normal season, I would think you would be buying these guys out. All we right. hear is how this ownership group is bleeding money, and I know Kenny's mentioned this too on on the thing is how, why they're not just cutting all these guys and signing all these. It's, this is the first time they've had a roster spot open, right? They've had injuries other than that, where they had to bring in a big man on a 10 day right after they had the injury, they might end up having to do this again. So, and you have to get a sign off on ownership that they're willing to pay these guys to go away. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have a bunch of $6 million guys right now sitting on their bench that are not that, have been kept around because you were hoping, well, right. I'm not even hoping all we were told this off season was that, Oh, it's so easy to trade these guys. There's going to be plenty of, you know, of teams looking at this and you might've heard that a couple weeks ago and maybe it'll end up happening, but everything right now coming from reporters are nobody even wants to give up a second round draft pick because they're all going to wait for the buyout market. So 
what what everyone was told it was going to be so easy that these guys were going to be you know have so much value and you could ship them off um although belly is the one guy consistently we've heard where maybe you can get a second round draft pick like he's the only one really at this point that i've seen of the buyouts that you might be able to get um a second round draft pick the lakers you've heard white side attached to them but again mm-hmm. you're seeing them talking about waiting to see if Drummond ends up being, you know, on, on a buyout. Right. So I don't see right. them. They're not going to be giving up anything. So again, we could have three guys bought out, right? We, you could, maybe you could see a Jabari. Maybe you could see a belly. Um, maybe you could see a white side buyout, but again, you still have to have ownership saying, uh, we're willing to pay these guys to go away when all we're reading about is how they're bleeding money, right? Mm-hmm. Granted, understandably, you know, like everybody else is at this point, but will they do that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I honestly, I don't know. Or will they just say, you're going to sit there for the rest of the year? I would, you want to have good relationships with players. And I think not buying out these guys and giving them a chance that could end up hurting you. But again, I, I don't know. And that's the th- that's the thing with um, Nemanja that really pisses me off. Like it, it, it was like whatever with Belly until the article with Sam and Jason was written about how he refused to play for about like a month and a half or whatever it was. Like we kept being told it was personal. We heard pers- three different stories regarding that. That's what was so weird to me is we've we've heard three different versions of him and front office met. And agreed mm-hmm. that it would be best for him to sit and them to find a trade partner. We heard from Sam that he refused to play. And then we also heard that, oh, he had personal issues. So he was going to be out. There's one And that's the frustrating part is, you know, you, you, you can sniff out a lie when you get like five different stories. Like, so ultimately, what is it? Did he refuse to play? Like what? What what exactly is happening here? And and that's the thing with Belly that like frustrates me is like who the hell is Nemanja Bialica? Like I, right. you like you seriously you you refuse to play like you. I, but see, I don't... this is what was weird to me is he's come off the bench before. So I like when he first came, there was a whole thing about him and Bagley, and then he ended up coming off the bench, and you didn't hear anything about him being upset. Maybe he was, and we never heard about it. This is where I just thought it was weird that we've never heard this from him previously. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was kind of strange. If if it's true, he, he deserves to get roasted for that endlessly. I just thought it was really weird that we hadn't ever actually heard that about him before and all of a sudden it was like thrown thrown out there well yeah it was just really weird i had a lot of issues with that initial article that was written but we we've addressed some of them with jason jones and talked about some of them just some of them felt like the thing about bagley and and bagley you know being oh the 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 the, he the 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 kings are shopping him but you know the 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 value is low it's like okay wait a minute what what are are people calling on him or are they shopping right in in the important (laughs) you know talking about rival executives have told me it's like okay what exactly is this like what are what are we told you that they called (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, and and so you know, before we before we you know veered too far off, like, what what do you think happens in that starting position? Like, my man Murph here is in the chat, and he says, you know, they're gonna go small with Hallie, Buddy, Barnes, which I think is what a lot of people are gonna do. But you're gonna lose Tyrese on the bench, or is it at least for a week, or a, you know, a week and some change, probably th- maybe four games? Is it Nemanja? Is it belly in the starting line? Based lineup? on history, I would assume yes. Although yes, it's belly. Yes, but Ugh. I still think I still think they should move. Based on history, and he has not put Hallie in the starting lineup before. I think it should be Fox, um, Hallie, Healed, Barnes, mm-hmm. and Holmes. Yeah, I get he wants to to spread out whatever. Honestly, I really don't. The bench is so bad and we're losing. Right. I'd rather see the team that's the guys you're moving forward with get as many minutes together as you can, not worried about spreading them out or our benching being so bad. Because even when you're holding these guys on the bench, it's not making a difference. Mm-hmm. 
I, I'd rather see what we have going forward with this set of guys and and give the second rounders the bench I, at this point like i really and, don't care and i think and and I, and I think we're getting closer to that i i think we're probably a week and a half away from that cuz i'm going to keep referring to the trade deadline i think we're still a little bit away from that but we are going to see Woodard. like Woodard was upgraded today yeah. he, he was upgraded to questionable as was uh Hassan Whiteside who had i think the longest health and safety protocol situation in history for a guy who's like literally been sitting on the bench. So, and all of us, and like, yes, thank you in here, Sean. It was somehow, uh, Daquan is now in the doghouse for yeah. no particular Like, if you're really worried about, you know, spreading these guys out, Jeffries would be playing. And to me, this is the weird thing nobody else gets held accountable, but all of a sudden, Jeffries is somehow getting some sort of accountability that we have no idea about. But he's there, there is no reason that that kid's not playing. No, I but, but held it, accountable for what? Like, like, that's what I'm saying. Something we don't know about. I don't know what other reason Luke there would be for that guy not playing. Like, <laughs> like, like Luke, like, and that's the thing, like, that, that really, uh, again, if you miss D and KC today, Kenny is the hell with the roster. I'm the hell with Luke Walton. Like, we couldn't even meet in the middle. We were just got to the point where we were just almost angry at each other having this conversation. And I, I just keep looking at, like, does Luke hold people accountable? Like, who does Luke? I listen to Luke here. I, I have this. I'll play this and for what, you. What's frustrating is even the minutes that Jeffries is getting, the defensive rating with him on and off of the minutes he's getting, it's Harrison Barnes-like difference in this stuff. Like, I just don't, I don't get it. I, I don't I get don't it. Either. I don't either. This is Luke Walton following the game against Charlotte. This is Luke Walton following the game last night. Here, here's here's everything that he said. Tough loss. Uh, proud of the guys. Really proud of the guys that you know put us in a position to win win a road game against a team that's very hot right now. A team that's you know got a lot of weapons and you know to to me uh, again that sixty four percent from the free throw line really hurts. That's something that as we learn to win, like that it, we got to knock down free throws. Uh, and, um, and then I thought we got a lot of good looks down the stretch. We just, you know, I know I play our guys heavy minutes, whether it's tired legs or we're just, you know, we, we got to find that, that confidence again down the stretch. Uh, that's something that, uh, that we have to get better with. Uh, but it's great to be in those, in these opportunities, uh, especially with Tyrese back out there playing big late minutes. And I thought De'Aaron did a great job again of, of really, um, you know, just, just, putting us on his back at different times and getting to where he wanted to. Rashawn was, uh, Rashawn was great. I mean, 41 minutes. Okay. And- that That's kind of the same part I got angry with earlier. Like everything I is good. I feel like I was listening to a, a the bubble press conference. Well, everything's good. Like, We're just so happy here. to be in these yeah. positions. We're going to get better. Because like for the last three years, we've been, like- the last three years with these same players, we've been saying they need to be in these positions to learn how to win. Three years later, we're still in the same. We're still hearing the same thing of these players just need to be keep be putting in these positions, and eventually, a light bulb will go off, and we won't be chucking threes with under a minute left and twenty seconds left in the shot clock. I know that he's dude. That oh my god, that buddy healed play. Because the they most- just need to be put in these positions for how many more games? How many more? I just like th- this team. They're not getting better. This this team isn't getting better. That's the infuriating part. That's the frustrating part. You hear Luke talk about, oh, we, we, we're going to learn to win games. We're going to hit free throw. Like, when? Let, 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 let me know. Like, when, when can I, when can I tune, tune in? Like, let, let me know when this is going to happen. Let me know when we're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to start hitting free throws and start winning games. Hitting free throws be doesn't even. for it. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sakes, Jillian. Oh my gosh, man. It is, it is just so tiring. And then I listen to him and I listen to that clip and I think he, he, he doesn't hold anybody accountable. Well, and this is my, this is my thing with this whole thing is, the, is take your feelings for Jaeger aside, right? He got the most out of that roster that you could get. And he even said that he had to, I don't even want to say dumb everything down, but he, 
in multiple clips, he, after practice, pregame, postgame, saying they're having to always go to the basics because he can't move on from that until they fully understand the basics, whether it be of schemes, offensively, defensively, like these things. So he did what he did to, at that point, to get the most out of the roster. The players didn't like how he handled them, right? We, Vladi went with the players, brought in his friend without any other interviews, mm-hmm. bec- and, and then sold everybody that this was the guy that would take that same roster and get it to the next step. Mm-hmm. We are still seeing the same fund- fundamental mistakes, game in and game out. Doesn't matter who we bring in at this point. The same players are making the same mistakes over and over. And you can't keep telling me they're young when their average playing age is like 26, 27 years old on their second contract. That is, I can live with those mistakes and that losing when you're dealing with guys on their rookie, right? Their rookie contracts. Those are the guys that are supposed to be learning. Guys in their primes are not doing that, which is why Harrison Barnes is our most valuable asset at this point, which I don't even think that sending him out. We've talked about that's a whole thing is <laughs> you send that guy out and it's got, I mean, it's going to be even more of a dumpster fire, which I know people are fine with because that the whole tank thing, that's, I get it, but it's, I, I, I don't, I don't he even feels... necessarily think again that changing loop solves it again until you fix whatever the core players or the core issue. We've seen the same thing for three years. It, it's not going to work, and you got to move on. Now it's up to Monty to figure out the best way for that to happen. And I don't. We don't have the answers, right? Like that's that's up to him. And unfortunately for Kings fans. All we keep hearing is this is such an unprecedented season and it's like nothing we've seen before. And of course, when we actually need to be able to clear house, it's during the time when yeah. it's, it's you know, the craziest season that, that we've ever had. So I'm willing to wait until the off season if, if that's what it takes for him to be able to make the moves he needs to make just based on taking my emotion and everything out of it and just knowing that if the market's not where it's normally going to be because of everything, then you got to be able to give this new guy coming in a second to be able to untangle everything that was made, you know, to this point, because we love to think think that at the snap of our finger that you can, because we see it from other teams. You can trade here. You can trade here. If these, if we're saying we don't want these guys to play on what a 14 win team, why do we think that all these other teams are going to be throwing things at us to come get them and put them on their team? Well, that was the thing too, with me this off season about bogey. Like, why are you so quick to believe, oh, just resign them and figure it out later. Resign them and figure them out later. Don't lose them for anything. That was our thing, right? Dude. There's no way like it was going to happen. Like I have to believe Monty McNair is doing everything. I, I, again, I have no clue. I'm just speaking as a casual observer. I have to believe Monty's doing everything he can to move, but he healed. But you talk about there being no market for the statistically worst starting two guard in the entire league. I don't know how you sell that. I don't know how the greatest salesperson on the planet sells that to another general manager. I just don't get it. Right. And that's as, as you're thinking about how the, you know, the one guy who you could probably trade easily is the one guy I'm like, no, don't trade him. Like you, you absolutely need Harrison Barnes to help right. you with, you know, Tyrese and De'Aaron and, 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 you know, whoever uh, that the Sacramento Kings draft and acquire in this upcoming off season, you need a 28, 29 year old around to help with that. Right. And this is the difference between Barnes's market and buddy's market. Barnes could literally go anywhere and he would be able to fit in and slot right in offensively, defensively be fine. Buddy, yes, he historically has been one of the best shooters in the league, right? Not this season, which doesn't help the Kings. But 
he has to go to a good team defensive team. Like that's where he has to go because you can't, you have to be able to send him to a Denver or to a Philadelphia, right? Someone that needs shooting where they can still put him in and he's not going to kill you defensively. You have enough good players around you, right? That he he's not going to take you down. You can send him to an Oklahoma City or a bad team. Maybe they, not necessarily someone score. that, right? And just let him score. But it's not going to move you, right? Mm-hmm. But you're going to see the same results that you're getting in Sacramento. Yeah. The and best thing for that. him. Like, right, nobody wants that. That's the problem, right? That's the problem. Maybe a war- like Warriors, he could probably fit in just based on their style of play. Um, he's not going to help them defensively get. But that's why I-, I think you keep hearing the Philadelphias of the world, the Denver, like – those teams that where he will help them offensively, but he will not take down that team as a whole defensively. But with Golden State, I I, I like the idea of Golden State. I just I think he'd be held accountable there. And plus, yep. I, I mean, they, like, the, and let's we can't duck the obvious. The kiss of death with Buddy isn't even necessarily how bad he is at this point. It's how much he's owed. That's the issue. Is how many years are left on his deal? Like that's the biggest problem. Uh, shout out to Joe Davidson. Uh, if you're still watching Joe, Joe was showing Jill some love, uh, for her ability to casually, um, oh, conversate in her frustration while still, uh, <laughs> sipping her beverage there. So, uh, that's solid. Wait till she pours the wine. Uh, we start going back to post game shows. She'll start pouring the wine. That'll be really good stuff. Here's a name that I don't like to talk about at the trade deadline, but we do have to be realistic about it. Like, what do you think Rashawn Holmes what do you think is like Rashawn Holmes' future? Do you think he's with the Kings uh, in a week and some change? Uh, do you think he's back with the Kings next year? Do, do, like, w- what is the value of Rashawn Holmes? Like, I, I have to imagine his agent is working incredibly aggressively this this next couple of days trying to figure out, you know, what does it look like for us in this offseason around the league in a, in a time where he's been able to sh- – I mean, he's 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 been really, really good – Really, really consistent for the Kings, and I, he was a you know latent free agency signing when he signed here, and I, I have to imagine his value to his has I, I would think has multiplied uh, since then. But it is the Kings, so you can never tell. Yeah, and as we keep saying, we don't really know with Monty or like right what his his vision is. Yeah, if he's already made the decision that Holmes is not going to be here next year, I would hope that he would try at this point and get something for him because I do think he could help a a contending team. But again, as we see right now, um, some of the better bigs in the league, like right now you're seeing Drummond on, on the buyout market that mm-hmm. teams are signing these big, big men to, smaller two maybe three year deals not the huge money that you're necessarily seeing um a couple years ago or that they think they can grab them for a year right it's i mean hassan whiteside has had how many contracts and then that guy just went to the league minimum um rashawn's still young i i'm i want him to be here next year because i do like his fit with fox and let's say Harrison's still here. Like, I do like at least the three of them together. I like um, Halliburton with with Holmes. I think he's very easily slottable with, with your core players. Um, I just don't know how much they they want to pay him or what his agent's asking for. I At this point, it's really hard to tell with the landscape that it still is mm-hmm. um, what kind of contracts are going to be out there again as well, because we saw people predicting in the off season, what they thought mm-hmm. contracts oh, yeah. were going to be that, that were not, that were not there or not at the prices they expected. Um, I mean, sh- people had um, white side slotted to make over 10 million. And that guy got a league minimum. Like you just, you don't know. You hear how um, Gracie's reacting. You I talking know. about Whiteside <laughs> making all that money? Like 
Whenever, whenever the conversation gets a little too much, Gracie, she you, she lets you know how she feels. You know, that's 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 the uh, that's the. I conversation. mean, it's not what people want to hear, but at this well, point, it's such a mystery that it's the conversation here in the chat. Like uh, my man Ramsey saying, three years, thirty six million is 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 that Rashawn's value? Um, I think Murph had him pegged at fifteen million a year. Like that's what I can't figure out because he, I, I love him here too. And I don't like to, he's, I, he might, I think he's my favorite Sacramento King. Like, I really do love watching him play. I love his energy. I really do love, you know, a lot of things about Roshan Holmes. But there's also, like, a detriment. Like, one of the best places that I thought, like, when I'm thinking about, like, where would Sean Holmes really fit? I realized the one that I kept going back to was a place he already played in Philly. Because he doesn't have to be the big there, but he could still do, you know, work down there. And then I realized, okay, but you're probably crowding the middle with Joel Embiid. So where does he work? And then I realized, well, if you go out east, you have to go against Joel Embiid. And like, that's not going to work. And I can't figure out, is he, is he undersized for his position? And then that's an, is, is, is that ultimately a detriment to him on the market? And can he legitimately be your long-term five here? Well, it depends on what we long-term I mean, well, though three. I mean, past I'd, this I'd, year, if it's two, two, two more years, three I'd, more years. I would sign him for two to three more years. Sure. Um, but I also, I don't know if I would go fifteen. Like I, for a big man, I'm based on the conversation we've had, right? Of the injuries and the things like that. He's yeah. even had the shoulder injuries, right? Because these guys right. are constantly nice. getting nailed. I'm leery of paying big men that, and. Who know? I don't know if this front office has made a decision on Bagley, right? Because that could end up impacting him too. Do they see him here long term? Do they see him here as a four or a five long term? That could affect where you end up going with with Holmes down the line. There's just so many unknowns. And right with Monty, we had a press conference and we heard him on uh, the Woj podcast. Like that's the extent yeah. of of what we're getting from him. So, and it's not like he was really like dropping state to... secrets out there. Yeah. Um, it, and you just there's... look at last night, like he played 40 minutes last night, you know, 17 and 15 for Rashawn last night against Charlotte. And it's... and for the way these guys are, again, it's, I'll keep, I sound like a broken record, but the way those guys get hit, like that's hard to sustain. Can... But he's also not a stretch, and so I don't know if that hurts hurts his his value when it comes to to teams as well. Um, if when it comes to like that, depending on how, depending on who has money going, you know, and what they already have slotted in, if they're looking for a stretch five or if they're lo- looking for just a physical, you know, big man. What I think that's going to play a role too in and what he gets paid. Um which is why you saw Deadman, right, get the huge contract and home sign later down the line. That's that's what this front office thought that this team needed at the time and so they paid the big physical guy, right, 2 years 10 million and the stretch what was it 40 million or something like yeah. that? Like that's so I think that that can end up playing a factor for for these guys as well. Can a coach help because this team is I mean, they're they're pushing the boundaries of historically bad defensively. Well, <laughs> the could the could the right coach change this? Could the right coach make this a better defensive team? Because remember when the team was three and one, I don't know if you're old enough to remember that, Jill. I know you just said it celebrated a birthday. Hey, there... we were praising this team at the beginning of the year. <laughs> like... Oh my gosh. We were talking about, but they effort. weren't playing anything like they're playing now. We, I mean, we were all the, the effort on the defensive end. We were talking about everything that they were doing and, and communication and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, that's, that's gone. So we're, we're talking about effort. Is this team just not trying on the defensive end anymore? Are they, are they not communicating anymore? on the defensive end, like can a coach make a group of guys who either have, maybe it's not a group. Maybe it's not all of them that don't have an interest in playing defense. Maybe it's the fact that it's a couple of them that are really, really bad at it. 
and it throws the groove of the entire team defense off. Can a coach with minimal roster change, can a coach come in and fix that? Or does it have to be massive roster change? I don't know about fixed, but I think you can make, you know, you can move the meter right one way or the other. I mean, look what we're seeing in Atlanta right now. That they're still dealing with injuries, but Nate McMillan has them playing. Yeah. But granted, that's also that team had, at least according to those articles, completely stopped listening to their coach. We're not hearing that here. Oh, well, so thank I don't goodness know. that hasn't happened here. Thank but goodness. This is also hard for us because we're not privy to any kind of practice. We're not privy to. Right. Being at games, right, to what's what's being said. Um, I am not privy to pre and post game chats. Like I yeah. I would like to think the coaches are telling them all these things and it's I love I love that. You would like not, to think. Yeah, I'd like to think it too. Not just not being able to, but again, I I'm hearing we've heard multiple coaches and multiple assistants at this point keep saying the same thing over and over with these same players. And yep. And the only thing Jaeger did different was scream, run, run, run right on, (laughs) on the sideline. Like we saw that from him saying that we are literally, our goal is to just tire the other team out. And score more points than them and hope by the end we have more legs than they do, which and led to the decline in the second half of the season. I, I think with, you know, putting a lot of that on those guys' bodies that ne- didn't necessarily have that previously um, to be able to maybe to know how to handle that for a full season or it's just not sustainable, right? Like that's just... And we've seen Luke say we're going to work more on the half-court stuff to so that when we take those next steps and we're in the playoffs, you know, we're we're prepared to um to be able to handle that. Yeah. We haven't seen any of that happen. Like that's not And so, I mean as much as I'm not really a fan of Luke and Unless you're bringing in a true, true developmental coach, I don't necessarily think there's anything you can do. And then I don't even know if there's a developmental coach out there that will make a difference at this point in time and these guys' age and where they're at and in their career. You mean a developmental coach to join the staff or a developmental coach to actually be the head coach? To actually be the head coach. I got you. Okay. I'm looking at because I, uh, yeah. my man Ty guy in here in the in the chat. We need Jason Jones to give us access to those Zoom press conferences. <laughs> I'm on those Zoom press conferences, bro. There's nothing there. Like okay, the, right. the, the 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 accents, the, you know, the, the stories that Jason Jones can normally write are the ones that he picks up on when he's at the arena and he's on the court an hour before the game, 90 minutes before the game, two hours before the game, or he catches something on the sideline that may not necessarily be on television or something that you can't pick up on television. All of those, you know, access points, they're, they're gone. So, you know, the way that the, the, the way that this team is being covered, much like the way the entire league is being covered, it's a lot different now. Right. Um, and, and, and I, you know, hopefully it goes back to normal next year. I'm not quite confident, you know, starting out in, in October that it's going to be completely back to normal, but hope there, hopefully there, yeah. there is some point where, where it's back to normal because this, it does restrict, it just kinds it kind of leaves us all guessing. Now, obviously Jason has a lot more people to call and a lot more people to connect with and contact with within the organization and outside of the organization as do other reporters like James Ham to write their stories, but still, yeah. We all have access to the same Zoom press conference. Nothing is happening on those. Most media outlets, Sean Cunningham is great for this when I'm able to miss him. He just posts them to the uh, ABC YouTube page. You you can see it. Like, you can literally see everything that happens in terms of media availability. Like, you can literally see all of it. And it's, you're not going to get any answers that way. You're yeah. you're, you're going to get that stuff that we played. You're going to get this. Tough loss. Uh, proud of the guys. That's what you get. Tough loss, proud of the guys, miss, make free throws, played well, love Rashawn, love De'Aaron. Yeah. And the everybody. difference, 
I will say the difference I think we're seeing in this year and last year, and this could end up, this could be a Monty thing and, and maybe what he's telling Luke, depending on what kind of conversations they're having with other, other front offices or anything like this. But last year we actually saw guys being benched. Right. And we saw some switching of, of lineups to an extent of, and it worked. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not seeing that. This so that's, year. That's interesting because I, I think that brings up a question. Uh, obviously, one of the major differences is Vlade's gone, and uh, and I, I I'm of the belief Luke has been told, "Dude, you're good." Now I don't know if he's been told you're good to the end of the year. I don't know if he's been good told you know we'll evaluate this at the end of the year. Sometimes I listen to him talk and I think tough loss. Uh, proud of the guy. Nothing really to see proud. here. Sometimes I think he's been told, dude, you're good for the next three years. Just kicking and hang out. You're going to be the coach of this team. But I feel like last year with Vlade by his side and him in his comfort level, knowing this is his first year with the team, I can I can play around. I can find the lineup. I can move Buddy. I could do all of these different stuff. I could bench Dwayne Dedman, who we just signed for, you know, God knows however much money, whatever it was, and put Rashawn Holmes in. And I can really kind of, can really kind of play around with this lineup and figure out what we're going to do. This year, even though I do believe he's been told like flat out, and I know, you know, there have been articles written, you know, Luke Walton's been led to believe. I feel like when I hear Luke Walton talk, he's been told flat out, dude, you're good. You're fine. You're coaching at bare minimum to the end of the season. We'll evaluate everything then. Sometimes, as I said, I feel like he's been told he's going to coach forever. But I feel like he's a little bit more gun shy because he's got a new boss now. And he's got to win games unless he's been told otherwise. Unless Monty's which, telling him, like, keep these. Like, this is my thing too. It's we've been told. <laughs> this is one of the things that got Jaeger fired. Right? He he was very public in saying, "I think Buddy Hield's yep. best best place is as a sixth man." Yep. We saw it then. We saw it last year when Luke finally made the move. We all think that it's been past time to make that move this year. I don't know if Monty is saying. Keep it going. Keep keep him there because I don't even I don't even know if he would say we're trying to showcase. I don't know, but at some point it's not work. It's not working, and they have and he keeps saying he's going to evaluate, and we'll see if I make make a change. He was he did it last year. I I I don't know why they wouldn't necessarily, um, especially when he's been having trouble. If that gets the guy out of the slump, try it. Yeah. I mean, at this point. Well, he's gotten bailed out too on several occasions in that. Remember New York, the first New York game before that stretch of good basketball started for the Kings. He was asked, you know, are, are, are you going to make a change to the starting lineup? It was during one of one of buddy's terrible stretches and he was like, you know, we're 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 not going to change anything before today's game, but you know, we'll 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 evaluate it later. Kings win that game. That very one game, Jill. They win one game against the New York Knicks, and he's asked immediately following the game. You know, you mentioned you know making some changes. Is that something you're going to look to do before the next game? Oh no! Why would we do that? That's crazy. We just won the game. What would we make a change for? We just won. We're going to keep going. Same thing happened before Tyrese got hurt. He was asked about making changes. Again, a terrible stretch of basketball for Buddy Heald. And anytime anybody asked if he's making changes to the starting lineup, we're all talking about, everyone's asking about the same person. He's asking if he's going to take Buddy Heald out of the starting lineup. And then Tyrese gets hurt. And he's, he's bailed out again. And so it's like he's never really had to make that decision because everybody is basically asking, are you going to put Tyrese Halliburton into the starting lineup for Buddy Heald? And now we've gotten to the point here in this season asking, is he going to put Tyrese Halliburton in the starting lineup with Marvin Bagley out? Is he going to put Corey Joseph into the starting lineup and say, is he going to put Nemanja Bialica, who's not even going to be on a freaking roster in a week and a half in the starting lineup instead of putting in Tyrese Halliburton in starting small? And if he made the argument, well, you can't start small for this reason I, I'd, I'd probably listen to that but the problem is you don't have a you don't have another big unless you're unless you're going to remove Hassan Whiteside from witness protection and start him out of nowhere yeah I mean that could be another thing of why it would be hard to see Holmes move at this point too because they, unless they're getting big back because right. they literally have no yeah. bot I mean and that's 
Yeah, I know. Well, and now apparently the the Heat and the Thunder are discussing a Trevor Ariza for a second round pick trade. I know that was one of the teams that we had heard um, interested. And Belly, um, and I would assume it's the same. It'd be the same kind of deal, but. Kings are they going to they gonna kick the tires on Ariza over uh, over Belly? And if they did that, I wouldn't necessarily blame them. <laughs> but um, defensively, think, he would probably fit more their style. Even I think if Ariza is just trying to get on every team in the league before he retires. He's got to be but, close. Yeah. Ariza's got to be close to having a jersey from every single team in the entire league. Um, getting some messages in here. Would like to see uh guy James Jeffries play more uh, to see what we got. Yep, yeah, you, you're probably going to get that. I don't know about Daquan Jeffries. I have no idea why he's not playing, uh, but you very well may be getting that here uh, pretty soon. We still have no idea what Justin James can do as a player. Like he is mm-hmm. still such, such a mystery. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we saw we saw it for a little bit last season when um, Ariza was out with his personal issues before um, they moved him, and we ended up getting. Uh, does everybody on this roster have personal issues right before they they wind up getting moved? Yeah, he was already sick of it and like get me out. Um, <laughs> I mean, he was calling what are your them personal out. Issues at- a bad working environment. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't it preseason. He was already calling the guys out at practice. Like, yeah, what have you that, earned that you're half-assing it out here? Boom. He was already like, get me out. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. spend. I came here for Luke to play with my buddy, but I'm I'm already done. Like, I don't even want to last. Well, shame on Trevor um, Ariza for thing. I'm going to come play with Luke Walton. But when, but when James got to play in that limited stretch of multiple games in a row... He mm-hmm. wasn't horrible, but the thing is, we've never been able to see like a consistent, right? That's a the consistent thing, like stretch. The- Same with Jeffries, right? We saw a, a somewhat consistent stretch in the bubble, and he played really well. We saw a couple good games when he got back from injury, and then all of a sudden, he's getting do not play. So, like, yeah. I, it's impossible to figure out what we have in these young guys. That I hope in the second half of the season, if any of these guys are not included in any kind of trade that we we get to see because to me I can live with losing when it's these are the guys that you're throwing out there right not the 27 year olds that I know are are not part of, of any kind of move going forward mm-hmm. and are on the last year of their deals so you you weren't able to trade them for as as an expiring. So sit them on the bench, yeah. and and let me see the young guys. Yeah, that's the bar right. for this team. That is he the bar, horrible. and that's the sad thing. That's the sad. Paul, I mean, 92. that's thanks for that one. It is. It's it's frustrating, but you know it's King season. So what would King season be uh, without frustration? Did we miss anything that you want to go over? I know we've been been gone for a little bit couple week or so we miss anything i feel like we uh did anybody else have anything they wanted to vent about i was gonna say everybody do we get it all or they want us to talk about (laughs) do we like and i just look at these you know these some these these texts are just so indicative like i'm what you know what i'm afraid of and and you know it's something that we we talk about we've talked about the last couple of days is you know, we come here to do the, the 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 podcast, whether we do it live or you know we post it to Hoop Ball or whatever. Or we're here on ESPN thirteen twenty, and the audience is gone, just because no one cares anymore. That's the part, like 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 that's the part that I know we're all passionate about this team, even when the passion is frustration. But I feel like we, after you know that first Charlotte game, it feels like just really cut the heart out of this team. It or it, I take that back. I feel like that first Charlotte game cut the heart out of the fan base. <laughs> and it was like, dude, you, okay. You've yeah. beaten us. It's like you win. It was like the Mortal Kombat finish him. And like, it was, you, you did it. Like you finished us. You've killed, the, like, you've killed us. Like you've killed the fan base. Like that. I want to know if the Jabari Parker hype was real. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got to see two minutes of it last night. Two minutes. 
<laughs> that's where we are, people. That's Although if, if Woodard can't go tomorrow, you might find out tomorrow. You Dude, might and you just know, find out. And you know what's really a bitch out of all of this is our man Metu. Still Metu, hurt. Do and who he, would be? He could do better playing with one hand in a cast out there and still be and still. Dude, be like, and he would be getting some run right now just by default. I'm trying to think what his timetable was. I feel like it was. Where we're at now. Was it four weeks? I feel like we're close. Wasn't he? A, he? He might end up getting some run then if if all healed well. I mean, I don't. I'm assuming they're still keeping up on his cardio since his hand. Yeah, his hand, wrist. legs. Can um, yeah. But, yeah. But this is the thing, right? We're like, yes, two ways. Like, come on. Woo. Like, we have $6 million players on the bench. And we're yeah. like, come on, two ways. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come on, yeah. Kyle Guy and Metu. Yeah. Save the day. That's it. Like, that's, that's it. And I, I think we're even past save the day. It's just like, let's see these guys play. Like let's let's see him play. Let's 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 let him get him out there and run. I I'm I still don't understand why Jabari Parker has gotten virtually zero run this entire season, but whatever. It's That's, also why I'd like to see the team, depending on what kind of moves they make, if they still have the roster spots open. Give me give me the ten day contract deals on on young players like Alize Johnson, like. Alize Johnson, who is mm-hmm. leading the G League in, in rebounds and going through the Toronto's 905 Raptor system right now. Um, wow. Because the, the Kings are one of the, I think, the 24th rebounding team. Like, show me a guy who's going to come in here and rebound the ball. Like, yeah. give if you're not going to play the guys that are sitting on the bench that you're paying millions of dollars to, then bring in some young guys on on 10-day contracts and see what they can do. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us, man, on the live stream on ESPN 1320's Twitter page, YouTube page, and Twitch page. We greatly appreciate that. If you're new to the channel, make sure you subscribe, um, follow, do all of that stuff, depending on the platform. Uh, we appreciate you hanging out. If you've never heard of the uh, Kings cast on the Hootball Podcast Network, uh, go check us out. Just search the Sacramento Kings podcast, and you'll be able to find it, or search Hootball uh, and you'll be able to find all of the podcasts over there. Um, I'm sure you're all are already following Jill Adge. If you're not, you should be. It's at Jill Adge on Twitter. I'm at Damian Barling. Uh, you can check me out Monday through Friday. ESPN 1320, uh, 12 to 4 on your radio.com app or here on Twitch, YouTube, or Periscope. Again, we appreciate y'all so much for being with us, and we'll see you next time here on the King's Cast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.